0: Welcome to the Renewing the Center podcast. My name is Chris McDaniel, and we want to thank you for joining us today. Here at Renewing the Center, we're answering God's call to work for the spiritual renewal of the church. For more information, visit RenewingTheCenter.org. We're glad to have you with us today. Now, let's make some space for God's renewing work. Today, we're going to look at one of my favorite passages of Scripture. This is the feeding of the 5,000. We're going to look at Luke nine beginning in verse 10 on their return the apostles told jesus all they had done he took them with him and withdrew privately to a city called bethsaida when the crowds found out about it they followed him and he welcomed them and spoke to them about the kingdom of god and healed those who needed to be cured The day was drawing to a close and the 12 came to him and said, send the crowd away so that they may go to the surrounding villages and countryside to lodge and get provisions for we are here in a deserted place. But he said to them, you give them something to eat. And they said, we have no more than five loaves and two fish unless we are to go and buy food for all these people. For there were about 5,000 men. And he said to his disciples, Make them sit down in groups of about fifty each. They did so, and made them all sit down. And taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven, and blessed and broke them, and gave them to the disciples to set before the crowd. And all ate, and were filled. What was left over was gathered up, twelve baskets of broken pieces. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray, and then let's see what we can see in the Word of God today. Lord, we ask you to give us insight into the Scripture. We pray that you would open up our eyes and our minds and our hearts to see truth in your Word. God, we ask for grace to be present to you, Lord. Speak to us now, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. This is a story that we see in a number of the gospels, specifically in John's gospel. This is listed as one of the key signs, one of the seven signs of Jesus. And I absolutely love this story. What this miracle does for us is it reveals truth in two different directions. And that's the way I want you to think of it this this day. We're gonna see truth about God. We're gonna learn about Jesus and the heart of God. And then we're also gonna receive truth concerning humans, Uh, we're gonna learn something about us. So we're gonna learn about God, see truth about God. We're gonna see truth about us. We're gonna learn something about humans and their fragility, specifically connected to scarcity and lack. So let's jump in. Jesus and his friends at the beginning of this passage, they withdraw privately. The, The choice of words here in Luke's gospel is interesting. It's as if Jesus and his friends need a break. And so they go to another town to look for retreat. Um, And if you think about this in the Gospels, Jesus does this all the time. He climbs mountains, he gets up early, he uh, stays overnight, he goes on hiking trips. And now he's not just doing this in a solo manner, but he's doing this with his friends. They're taking a team retreat. And I just want to say to you, before we get into this miracle itself, do you recognize the need in your life to get away and withdraw to be private? I would say to us that we need this. If Jesus needed it, you need it. Uh, Maybe especially now with all the stress swirling around us, all the uncertainty and chaos, we must be the kinds of people who take time to be alone and take time to be with people we trust and love in quiet and private spaces. Jesus did it. He did it with his friends. You need to do it. Uh, Just full stop. We need to be the kinds of people who understand our need to withdraw and retreat but here's the thing that we see even as jesus and his friends withdraw the needs follow them so needs uh, the overwhelming need of crowds they find out where jesus and his friends are and they follow him and this is something that i've been thinking about a lot in my own life needs um, overwhelming need will find you when you are connected to jesus it's the nature of need to pursue us we have to get away to be still, to be quiet, to be renewed at our center, and the needs will follow you wherever you go. That happened for Jesus. It happens for us. And so here's what happens in the story the disciples see this crowd 5,000 men. So we're talking about men, women, and children 10, 12, 15,000 people. Uh, the disciples see the crowd forming around them, and they worry that they cannot handle the demands. And so they say to Jesus, send the crowd away. We do not have enough. We cannot take care of these people. And I would just ask, who among us does not feel this way? We say things in our own hearts, right, at the end of the day, like, send the kids away. I do not have enough. Send the neighbors away. I do not have enough. Send the person in the cubicle next to me away. I do not have enough. Um, we feel now, maybe more than we have at other times in the past, aware of our uh, vulnerability, the fact that we don't feel like we can handle the needs that are coming at us. in that sense, we're just like the disciples, and they actually give us a look into our own souls. The disciples see the need and they immediately do some quick math in their heads and they think, I don't we don't have what it takes to meet this need. So Jesus, get rid of them. But Jesus doesn't get rid of them. Uh, Jesus looks at his friends who are aware of their scarcity, their lack. Their inability to meet the need, and he says, You give them something to eat. Now, we don't have in Luke's gospel any more than this small um, uh, account where they just say we have some fish and we have some bread. Um, but we do know in other gospels that it was a little kid actually who um shared his fish and bread. What we know about the disciples is that there's something really interesting at play here that actually gives us a look into the human condition. They are living within a scarcity mindset. Um, They are doing the math in their heads and they are looking at what they have and they're looking at the need around them and they're saying, we do not have enough. But I just want to ask this question. If John tells us that it was a little kid who shared, do we honestly believe that, that only one person and that being a small child actually thought to bring food? There's no way, guys. A bunch of grownups brought enough food, but they only brought enough for them. And this is uh, analogous of you and me. We, We all feel like maybe I have enough energy to get by today for myself, but not for me and that spouse of mine or those kids or those friends or the people at work. We worry that we don't have enough for us plus, so we hide. And what happened in this miracle is that all the grownups hid their food and it was a small naive child who just said, well, I've got some extra food. I, I can share it. Everyone else was hiding. They're not enough or they're just enough. And what Jesus was doing here was trying to press his friends into sharing what they had, even if they felt like it wasn't enough. So the disciples actually do put it in front of Jesus. They say, well, here's something and they qualify it. They hedge their bets They're like, well, it's not much, but here's what we have. And I would say to you that there's an invitation here for you and me that what the Lord wants more than anything else is for us to share what we have, even if what we have doesn't feel like it adds up to meet the needs around us. So the disciples do it and Jesus takes their not enough and he breaks it into 12 pieces. So he takes not enough and then he divides it by 12. So it's like really not enough. And then he hands the fractional provision back to his friends after giving thanks and then he asked them to turn and face the need And I believe that this was probably the critical moment for the disciples, because they basically were probably looking at Jesus, and then they were looking down at the meager provisions in their hands, and then they were told by Jesus, turn and face an overwhelming need. And maybe that's exactly how you feel right now. I know that in my own leadership journey right now at Trinity, I feel on a regular basis like I don't have what it takes, but God asked me to turn and face the need, to turn and face the overwhelming thing, whatever that is for you. And I I can't prove this. It actually doesn't say it explicitly in the text, but I don't think the miracle occurred of the provision, the multiplication of food until the disciples started to give away what they had. And I think that's probably true for you and for me. I, I don't know that we'll see the multiplication of God's provision. And, and I don't just mean money or, or food even, like literal food provision. I, I mean the, the, the multiplication of hope, of faith, of love, of charity, of um, all kinds of resources and provisions in our life. I don't know that we're going to see that multiplication until we're willing to start sharing our not enough because Jesus said so. And I think this was probably one of those, you give one away and then one appears kind of moments, almost like manna, where it was renewable incrementally, just a little bit at a time. And so the disciples are able to face the need and something happens, something supernatural happens, and they ultimately have enough. But y'all, it's not even just enough. They have more than enough. The, the story ends with the disciples collecting 12 baskets full of broken pieces. Why, why do you think that's the case? Because I think Jesus wanted all 12 of his friends to have to carry a basket full of broken pieces home to remind them that God wants them to share their inadequacy in order to see his provision come. I think the whole walk home was them looking at this basket saying, the next time I have an opportunity to share, the next time I feel like I'm tempted to live in a scarcity mindset, I've got to lean toward faith and trust in God. And I think he's asking the same thing of you and me. So what does it look like for you to lean toward faith and trust in God? I think that's a fundamental question that this text poses. And so, Lord, I pray for my friends today. I ask you, God, to give each of them the courage to trust you with their lives and, frankly, God, to trust you with what they have, which doesn't feel like it's enough. Help us, God, to look to you and to offer our not enough so that you can do something to it and with it. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: If you would like to continue meditating on what you heard today, take some time to recall an idea or an image that encouraged or challenged you in this episode. When things stand out to us in God's Word, or in our lives, or in what we're reading, or in devotional talks, it often means that God is offering us His help and His guidance. When you have your idea or image in mind, carry it with you as a prayer, coming back to it in the spaces throughout your day. How does it speak to you and where you are right now? What does it say about God and what he wants for you? Speak to him about these things. Listen for his still small voice and respond to him as simply and as honestly as you can. Thanks for listening. We look forward to having you back here again with us next time at Renewing the Center.